What should I be outsourcing? You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. If you struggle with marketing your voiceover business, if you don't know where to look for leads, if you don't know what to say when you find them, if you have no idea what you should be doing on social media, VoiceOver Marketing Playbook is going to solve all of those problems for you. This is my step-by-step marketing program that is going to teach you how to find your own leads, build your own client base, and become the consistently working voice actor that you want to be. Playbook 3.0 is back September 12th through the 21st. You'll be able to get details at voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. That's voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original everyday VOpreneur. Voice actors want to be in the booth recording, not behind a computer doing marketing. And I understand that. But I also know that to be a successful voice actor, you've got to have an understanding of the business side of the business. And that's what this podcast and these summer series episodes are all about. Answering your questions and providing guidance on the business and marketing side of voiceover. This week, I'm welcoming onto the show somebody with a very pressing business and marketing question. Marianne (laughs) Iveson, thank you for getting off the kayak and coming onto the podcast. You're so welcome. Also, it was actually a paddleboard. It was actually, I was paddleboarding with fellow voice actor Andrea Collins. I don't know if you know Andrea or not. I know of Andrea, yes. So Yeah, yeah. We were paddleboarding together in uh, Ottawa Sunset and it was it was magical. So if both of us can do that, then I think we're I think we're allowed. Right on. All right. So tell me, what is your most pressing business and marketing question? What parts of our VO business should we be farming out? Because um, I know this is a huge question for a lot of people, but also the fact that um, I have severe control issues. (laughs) Oh, you're like me. (laughs) And and letting go. I do have someone kind of help me with social media and some other other tasks who I really really adore, but uh, I would love to know what parts should we be farming out? So what you're really saying is, Mark... I need more time for mountain biking, hiking, and paddleboarding, but I still want mm. to be able to operate a business, right? That's really what what you're what you're coming what it comes down to. <laughs> sure, if that's okay. You know what's funny is we you've even asked this on the Facebook page, like, what is your why? And I think I answered something along the lines of, I want to spend more time in nature. I want to spend more time doing those things, the people that I love. So you, you're you're saying it and you're laughing, but it's all actually it's, it's like actually 100% what you want to do. No, yeah. and that's totally legit. All right, look. We could go on for hours about how or what to to outsource. But I think for me, there's a couple of things that I would be looking at. So number one, I would be looking at what do I hate doing? What are the things that are, I already know what you're going to say. I, I, I think <laughs> I would be looking at what are the things that I know I need to be doing, things that should be a priority or need to be a priority, but I just procrastinate on them because they are things that I don't want to do which for a lot of voice actors, let's just say what it is. It's lead generation, it's sending emails, and it's usually social media or some combination of those three things. But that would be the first thing that I would be looking at. What do I really hate to do? But I know it has to be done, but because I don't want to do it, I'm always procrastinating on it. And so it's not getting done. That would be something that I think that would be one of the obvious things to take off your plate because... If it needs to be done and you're not doing it, we've got to get somebody else to do it. 
so that we know that it's getting done, right? So does that resonate at all? It does. And I think I've heard you talk about in the in the past that you have hired someone for lead generation. Yep. And I'm actually really considering it. I just I finally committed to close. I'm doing the whole close thing. I'm I'm adding I'm I got okay. my official CRM because I remember showing you my my spreadsheet of clients like a, a year ago. And I'm like, it's it's great. It's organized. And you're like, in a year, you're going to you're going to regret not getting a CRM. You were right. I will say that out loud that you were right. Um, but the lead generation specifically, because I actually don't want someone having access to my CRM. Sure. So so let's say lead generation, how can you hire someone to create leads for you uh, while not giving them full access? So for me, I do have somebody that does lead generation for me and we've created a shared Google document and he just continuously adds leads to that Google doc. And so it's nice because we keep one big long master list. So I know he's not duplicating leads that I've already contacted. Mm. So he's not specifically in my CRM, but he's seeing, you know, a general overview of what's there just because we have this master list that we work off of. And then I can grab leads from that Google Doc and add them into my CRM as I make my contacts. And so I think that's a really easy way to do it. I feel you. I got I I've said this before. I've done episodes with Bridget Real, who is behind VA for VO and been like, look, I got trust issues and I'm not afraid to admit it. I, I don't want to give people access to certain data. So I think that's an easy way to work around that. I do think that 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 is one of the most obvious places for voice actors to start because I think it is one of the easiest things to outsource. So if number one on the list is what are the things that you know that you have to do but you don't want to do, that's that would be one place to look. I think the other big factor is what are the things that I do really well but I don't specifically need to be doing? And the reason mm. for that is because if it's something that you do really, really well, it's probably going to be really easy for you to teach somebody else how to do it. Like what? Well, that could be a lead generation. It could be email mm. marketing. It could be social media. It could be editing. You could teach somebody how to do your editing, right? I mean, at the end of the day, as voice actors, the only thing that we really have to do is be the one in front of the microphone. Any other aspect of our business outside of being the one in front of the microphone is potentially something that we could outsource, teach somebody else how to do, right? So if you've got an incredible workflow for editing and you're really super efficient in editing, and maybe you even enjoy the editing, but if that's taking up a big portion of your time and that's keeping you from doing other things, then that would be something that you could very easily teach somebody else how to do and they could take that over for you. I think with any of these tasks, though, even with lead generation, if you're going to hire somebody to do lead generation, you still have to have at least a basic understanding of how to do lead generation yourself, because otherwise, how are you going to teach that person how to do it? And so I think that's when, important. When you're finding these people, are you finding them on Upwork? Are you finding them through friends or recommendations? Mm -hmm. So whether, yeah, whether it's social media, whether it's lead generation, um, whatever it may be, where are you finding these other, maybe the freelancers, right? Or companies. Sure. I think there's a few different places that you can look. I mean, obviously I'm going to, I'm going to pitch VA for VO just because I have a lot of respect mm -hmm. for Bridget and Miranda and Lynn and, and what they've created there. And I think it's an incredibly valuable service. And I think the one thing that's nice about VA for VO is the VAs, the, 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 you know, uh, virtual assistants will say, um, are voice actors. And so 
they are people who, you know, there's probably going to be a lot less of a learning curve as far as teaching them how to do some of these things, because they may already be doing it to a degree for their, for their own business. Outside of that though, any of the freelance platforms I think is a, presents an option. And, and I have hired for years, I have used sites like Upwork or Freelancer, um, whether that's my lead generator, who's been working with me for many years now, just on a continual basis or outsourcing on a project to project basis. When I've had certain things, you know, graphic design or, you know, help me with this social media project or help me create this, this free resource, this PDF that I want to give away or, or whatever. And so outsourcing on a project to project basis, but yeah, uh, those freelance sites can be an invaluable tool for, for finding somebody for sure. And let, let's give them a little bit more of a plug, uh, VA for VO. Um, what, what exactly, cause I've never looked into them. What do they okay. offer? And my instant thought, and here's the thing, I don't know them at all. They sound like wonderful people, but my instant thought is, well, they're also technically competition. So like, I, I think about, that's where my mind instantly went. Sure. I know there's enough work for everyone, yep. but that's where my mind <laughs> instantly went. So I think probably part of what's going on with VA for VO, I, I don't want to paint too broad of a picture, but we know for a lot of the people who are working in, as as virtual assistants, they call them voiceover adjacent. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is newer voice actors who are looking for supplemental income while they're trying to build up their voiceover business, right? And so maybe they just, you know, they need a little bit of extra money. So they work five or 10 hours a week as a virtual assistant, maybe for one, maybe for five different voice actors. It's it's depends, Right. Uh, I definitely wouldn't worry about them from a competition standpoint. And I think that there's ways that you can protect yourself. Bridget's talked about this in the episode we did together. I'll link Mm. it in the show notes here. You know, you can get, sign a contract, sign a non-disclosure agreement, you know, things of that nature that are ways to protect yourself. But basically what you do is you will go onto the website, you will fill out a profile that kind of outlines your business and specifically what you're looking for help with. And then the joke with Bridget and I is it's Tinder for voice actors. So well, you're going to normal tender. doesn't work for me. Maybe this, maybe one this one will. Uh, so you're going to fill out your profile yeah. and specifically what you're looking for. And then they're going to match you with several potential people that they believe would be a good fit for w- the services that you are specifically looking for. And so they, they basically mm. are the connection point, right? They'll do, they'll do the matchmaking for you. Uh, And you could hire somebody that could help you with your lead generation. You could hire somebody that does email marketing for you. You could hire somebody that does social media. I mean, in your case, the the ultimate goal, I think, from what I know of you, Uh let's do as little of this as possible so I can do more of the things that I want to do. And so maybe it starts by hiring somebody to do some lead generation, but maybe as you get comfortable with that person and you realize that, you know, maybe I can give them access to a few things, maybe Mm -hmm. ultimately they do start doing some of the email marketing for you, or they do start doing some of your CRM management for you. Because at the end of the day, growing a business is all about scale. And there's only so much that you can do as an individual, right? There's only so many hours a day that are available to us. As your business grows, ideally, you're spending more time in the studio, more time doing auditions, more time doing bookings. You need somebody that can help you to do some of those other things. So maybe the first step is lead generation, but then you let it grow from there so that you can spend extra, you know, an extra day of the week hiking through the wilderness or, you know, paddle boarding on the Ottawa River, whatever it is. What if I told you my favorite was accounting and I strictly just wanted to do my own accounting? Then you can hire a virtual (laughs) assistant to do everything else so that you can just focus exclusively on your numbers and you just keep being that proud mathlete that you are. (laughs) 
that's what exactly what voice actors are, which is also mathletes. Yeah, that's the same uh, boat that we're all in. So, I mean, I I know, like I said, we could really dive into it deeper, but I think those are the two things that I would be looking at specifically is what do I not want to do that has to get done and how do I get somebody else to do it? Or what can I do? What can I teach really well that I could very easily Mm, pass off to somebody else? And I love the VA for VO because at least they already know, like I'm thinking of hiring someone on Upwork, for example, and being like, okay, voice it like this is what narration means. Like, I just love the idea of paying a little bit more or probably paying more, um, but also they know exactly what they're looking for. I don't have to explain it. So like that nugget alone for me is, has, is, is worth this, this conversation. (laughs) The reality is you're going to go onto a site like Upwork or freelancer and you're going to say, I want you to go find me a hundred voiceover leads. And if you don't give them good enough direction, they're going to come back with a list of a hundred voice actors and then you're going to be upset that you just got a list of 100 voice actors. But if you don't give them all of the necessary information, if you don't teach them how to, you know, here are the search strings that you need to do in Google. Here are the job titles that you need to be looking for in LinkedIn. Here are some qualifying factors that you can use to determine if this is a good lead or a bad lead, right? So there's definitely going to be a training, uh, a learning curve there working with those. Whereas hiring somebody who may already be doing some of this stuff, yeah, you've got to keep an eye on it, but it's probably going to be a lot less of your time invested up front to make sure that they're doing things Mm -hmm. the right way. One more very quick question. Do you do all your own editing or do you ever farm it out? Uh, up to this point, I have I have done all of my own editing. Oh my, you do so much e-learning, don't you? <laughs> I do, but here's the thing. What I farmed out was I went to Uncle Roy and, and did his two-hour yes. life-changing session. And some of yeah. the tricks that he ultimately taught me was able to reduce my editing time significantly. And so it allowed me to be much more efficient in in getting all that done. And the thing is, yeah, I do a lot of e-learning, but you know, some of the, most of the time it's like, you know, 10 or 15 minute modules, right? It may be a six hour course overall, but it's not like I'm recording six hours up front, right? Like a, mm. like an audio book or something like that. Although I did recently do a training course that was 35,000 words and it nearly killed me like all at once, 35,000 words and it nearly <laughs> killed me, but rest in peace, Mark. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Does that answer your question? More than answers my question. Thank you so much. I feel like we just had a session, but instead it was free and now it's on a podcast. So thank you. I appreciate that so much. Uh, I am very much looking forward to hearing what the first thing is that you outsource and how you (laughs) ended up spending that time that you didn't have to work. What what did you do outdoors with with those, you know, whatever it is, few hours that you gained back. So you'll you'll have to post it. I'll post it on your Facebook page. Don't worry. Right on. All right, Marianne. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and thanks for your question. Thank you. The Everyday VOpreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. The VoiceAM player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and receive an instant $25 credit. For full details and to claim this offer, visit voicesam.com slash markscott. And see. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more VOpreneur goodness? Jump online at veopreneur.com.